Hi, I'm Johnny Hamilton, and welcome to this episode of the Future Focus Fridays podcast series. In this episode, I'm talking with Pam Stahl, Chief Human Resources Officer, Southern California at Providence. She shares her insights and stories of how her career evolved and how she owned her career while making multiple transitions. Let's drop into our conversation and hear some of her insights she's gained throughout the years. Pam, tell us a little bit about how your career evolved. Were there any twists and turns along the way? I have had many twists and turns, and um, that's been part of the fun of being in in a career for 43 years and starting out as as a nurse. And I saw myself as staying in nursing for my career and then other opportunities came along, and um, I took I took a different path. And so I think in in your career, you will always have different ways of um, showing you know your best and what you bring to the job. And and I think that um, if if you don't have a lot of twists and turns, then it can get kind of boring. I would think. What do you love about the work you're doing now? I love my team, my, the people that I, I work with and for, um, I, I love the, the collaborative spirit in Providence. Uh, I love that we're, we're able to think outside the box that we can be innovative, that we can be creative and that everyone brings their best to work every day. And the reason I say that is because I've been in jobs or in positions where I haven't been able to bring my best every day because I haven't loved my job that much anymore. And so when that happened, I looked for other opportunities to grow and develop myself and reach out to mentors and people who I really respected and look for ways to make my my work more meaningful for me. But right now I am in, I, I, I love the people I work with and I, I just appreciate everything that we try to do to make this a great place to work. What changes have there been in the past year during the pandemic, as most of us weren't virtual? You know, I think the pandemic um, had some really bright spots in terms of us coming together for a, a collective goal. And there were things that we were doing that we was on the edge of never having done it before. And so working together as a system, as a team, to try and figure out what we could do for all of our caregivers um, in a time that was just so uncertain and and scary for many people. And I think that we were able to deploy things much quicker. We came to general consensus much faster. We had playbooks that we would give to our field and to our COEs and sort of have a an aligned approach to many different things. I mean, you talk about furloughs, which we'd never done before, and flexing and reorganizations and regional talent pools that would be deployed to various ministries here in Southern California where we were hurting for, for staff. And a lot of our shared services caregivers who had never been in a ministry actually did shifts in the ministry and worked alongside the frontline caregivers. And I think it was a real valuable benefit for them to really begin to understand the work that these frontline caregivers do every day. So, yeah, I I would say that there was a lot of things that we did differently and we learned. And the the good news is some of the stuff that we did differently, um, we're going to continue to do and to streamline and and become more valuable to our our businesses. What prompted you to pursue a career in HR? 
It's a really great question. I didn't even know what HR was back in the day when I started my nursing career. I mean, you know, you, you got you got hired through human resources, but I really didn't understand the discipline. It was when I was taking care of the uh, one of our vice presidents of human resources daughter who had spilled hot coffee um, on her neck and she was hospitalized for burns. And at the time, the I was, I'm a peds nurse, and at the time, the pediatric census was really declining, and we were treating more of our kids in the ER or at home. And our census in the acute care started to really reduce, and I had to really think about what I wanted to do for my future. And I was thinking about the, going to the emergency room because I, I I loved ER nursing as well. But then I was taking care of this vice president's daughter, and he started talking to me, and he said, "Would you love to come over to human resources and do nurse recruiting?" And I'm like, sure. <laughs> and I took a 38% pay cut and I went to human resources, but I knew that I would have a career in HR just given the trajectory of the pediatric decline in census and opportunities. So I, yeah, I went over to HR and um, I just learned a lot. I, I went back to school and I got my master's in HR and I progressively moved into different positions and learned a lot. I understood the business, so that was really helpful in knowing, you know, operationally what goes on in the hospitals. So I left HR for a while, went back into hospital operations, and was tapped to do many different areas, quality, health information, admitting, education, social services. I was leading many of those areas. And then when Providence and Little Company and Mary affiliated, the VP of HR position opened up. And I, I really missed my days in human resources and being able to you know, be an advocate for our caregivers and leaders and, and just really caring for our people in, in a different way. And so I went back into HR and have progressively moved into this leadership role, which I have now, which I'm, I'm so grateful for. I would have never imagined in, in my wildest dreams when I started out that I would one day lead a, a very large region and, and human resources. But my advice to people is to never say no. Always, um, if somebody taps you and asks you to do something, that um, do it. You may not love it. There were things that I did not love um, doing, but it wasn't forever always. It was a, a point in time, and I learned from it. And so just always uh, be open. And, and then also own your own career because... You know, there's just so many more opportunities right now in Providence through our RISE platform and through other learning opportunities that you can really path out your career and what you want to do. I never had that opportunity, but fortunately, mine was more organic. But I, I think that there's just so many opportunities for people now to really look at, you know, where, where do you want to go and then how do you get there and use the RISE platform to help you. And if you have to go back to school, you have to go back to school. Just don't get put in a corner where you feel like you just can't do anything else because you can always do something else. You have so many great ideas. How to respond to when you're tapped on the shoulder about an opportunity. Owning your own career. Most positions are not forever and always. What other insights do you have when you see an opportunity? Well, you know, career progression isn't always up. It's not always a new position, you know, higher position, whatever it might be. There's a, a lot to be said for um, a horizontal type experience where you might hear of some project that's going on and you, you want to be involved in it so that you can learn from it. And don't wait for people to ask you to do things. You should, if you really see something you like and you want to be a part of, volunteer and get that visibility 
get that knowledge and you'll you'll find that that will take that you a long way a lot of people want to progress an the, up the hierarchy and want to make this an job and that job and i have to tell you to go my path was vertical horizontal vertical downward as upwards. opposed to i mean it, it, it really well, you know, opportunity or a new role or a new job to come up and then I'll make some kind of change. That was a You're big deal for me and for my family, but I had their changes. support and I knew that my future, I could grow in HR probably faster than I could grow as a pediatric nurse to another area. So you have to look at all the possibilities. I love that you are mentioning that if you see an opportunity for yourself to go after it, whether it's a stretch assignment or a new project or volunteering in something. This is in contrast to waiting for an opportunity or for a new job to come along and then make it some kind of change. You're talking about being proactive. Yeah, and the other thing I would advise is, you know, don't wait for your leader to come to you and tap you on the shoulder. I, I think it's really important if you see something, even not just in your, you know, in your area, but in some other area that you would really love to do, ask your leader to push you forward. When we have developmental conversations in our performance reviews annually, that is where you have a really good conversation with your leader as to what you what you want to do and how can they help you get there. And funny story, I was talking to a CFO in another region, and when Human Resources decided that we weren't going to look at past performance, but we were going to look at current performance and going forward when we have our performance conversation, so a development conversation, and he thought that was the craziest thing ever, that we should be evaluating people on their past performance. And he said to me, he says, you know, I was really hesitant to do this where I asked one of my caregivers, what can I do to help them develop in their career? And this caregiver said, well, I love actuarial work. I ha and you haven't given me any of that. And I, I love to do that work. And he told me, he said, the reason he wasn't giving her that work is because he hated it. And he didn't want to give her something that he thought she might hate too. <laughs> so when she said, I love actuarial work, he was like, Oh, here, <laughs> you know, so that's the value of having that conversation with your leader because they really don't know what they don't know. What advice do you have for those of us who will experience some change in our role over the next year or so? And how can we ensure a smooth transition? It's never easy when the job changes on you versus you wanting a job change. And in my career, I've been laid off three times. You feel that, it. oh my gosh, you know, my job, I'm losing my job as I know it, and what am I going to do? And I think the thing is, is, you know, you're everybody's always valuable, and there's always going to be opportunities for you. And that's my whole point, is you, you've got to have a lot of tools in your tool chest so that you, you're able to move to another position or, you know, to another role outside of the company or, you know, in, in, in another area. I remember one of the times my position was eliminated and there was this job that was in, in um, HR, but it wasn't a job that I really loved. And I thought to myself, well, do I, you know, do I take that job or do I, you know, go look elsewhere? And I really obviously have loved the mission of this organization and the people, and I felt very committed to stay with Providence. So I, I took a position that I wasn't real thrilled about. But it ended up evolving into a leadership role that I really loved. And so you just never know what the outcome will be, but you've got to be able to, to work through the change. And the other thing, too, is understand the why. The thing I hate worse in my job in HR is telling people that their positions are eliminated. 
but giving them hope that you know they're good and that they could, there's other things that they could consider is really important for people to to you know to feel like they could stay with the organization or they could come back to the organization but understand the why the change and it's not a change against you it's a change in the environment i mean i remember in the 80s when DRGs came into healthcare and we thought that was the end of the world because our whole payer structure changed and there were massive layoffs and and changes and people land on their feet and but you just have to understand why this is happening and not be angry about it but just try and figure out okay well what's my next move right it's it's like okay this is ending this piece of it but my transferable skills i can take to my next job and go for it Thank you, Pam, for your insights and stories about your career journey. Join us next time for another insightful conversation on the Future Focus Fridays podcast.